Anywhere else in the country, I'm a dictator. Looking over my shoulder, hassled by Amnesty International day and night. Here, I'm, mi- I'm Mr. Bin Salman. I'm not only legitimate, I'm running a city. And that's like selling people dreams for cash. I hired an old pal, McKinsey Consulting, as the manager, and we went to work. For guys like me, Neon washes away your sins. It's a morality car wash. Along with making us legit comes cash. Tons of it. I mean, what do you, what do you think we're doing out here in the desert? It's all this money. This is the end result of all the bright lights and fantasies of water desalination, flying cars and the robot gladiators, and all the drone armies and the fake moon. It's all been arranged just so we can get your money. That's the truth about Neom. We're the only winners. The cash flows from, from American energy consumers to Aramco to the PIF to the most sacred place in the peninsula. The place they count up all the money. The Holy of Holies. The Kaaba. Hello and welcome back to this bonus episode of bonus. TS. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're here in the cabal. Fuck off. Babe Station live from the cabal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is uh, Riley, Milo, and Alice, and we are joined by uh, making his... Uh, fourth, possibly fifth uh, appearance. Uh, right in. Uh, answers on a postcard. I think third, possibly yeah. fourth. Um, well, you know, hey, what's your opinion? Have your say. Uh, we're not here to tell you uh, <laughs> yeah, what t- to think. T- only teach how the to controversy. Think. Yeah. Trash future. Have it your way. Yes, we are here to teach you how to think, not tell you what to think. Uh, so answers on a postcard. Welcome to the trash teacher yeah. Oxbridge tutorial. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you've got, you've gone like two minutes on this intro without mentioning the guest's name. Yes, uh, well, I'm trying to do it. Uh, we are happy to be joined once again by Seamus Malakovzeli. Seamus, how are you doing? I'm, I'm, do- I'm doing wonderful. Uh, glad to glad to be back. Um, for how many more times I'm wanted back? Yeah, that's oh, very nice. Uh, who's counting, Seamus? Yeah, truly. Please, someone tell me who is counting because we don't know. Yeah. No, you you simply increment the Seamus counter on the side of your trash finger bingo cards up by Sorry, one. Trash finger. <laughs> <laughs> Insert the trash finger. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I said trash future bingo card. You said trash finger. I'm sorry, Riley. Did you did you do it? Did you do a Giswold's children again and just hear something that wasn't said? (laughs) I I emphatically deny that I said trash finger. I'm willing to admit that there may have been an audio glitch, but (laughs) we know I'm not funny enough to come up with something like trash finger on my own. (laughs) The other day, I was thinking that genuinely. The 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 most like pure joy I've experienced in the last year was the ten seconds when Riley thought that Glenn Moore had said that the British version of American Home Videos was called Giswold's Children. <laughs> <laughs> and Riley was like, "Why would they call it Giswold's Children?" Just one of those uh, ancient traditions, you know? Who can say? Giswold. Uh, um, yes, <laughs> Speaking of ancient traditions, um, we are here to talk about the uh, ancient since 2015 Saudi tradition of doing a bunch of insane shit with all the infinite money you have because you are led by an idiot. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, we are because this is all about the uh, the city of the city of Neom, the city of lights, mm. uh, the Vegas for the 21st century. 
uh, the city of the future. It will have everything you could possibly want. Um, and uh, Seamus, you have just written an article uh, about, um, let's say, the progress of, of Neom. So can you just um, briefly introduce for us like what this is in the context that, you know, it's, of, it's yes, it's one of these mega projects that's supposed to like diversify the Saudi economy away from petroleum. But what is it? What's it all about? I mean, well, Neom is a city meant to be, uh, I want to see the size comparisons there, about 22 times the size of New York City, um, larger than uh, Rwanda, uh, three times larger than uh, the country of Lebanon, um, out in Saudi Arabia's northwest, but in contrast to a lot of cities that are being planned and constructed out in the Gulf, like, uh, for example, Mazdar City, this is meant to be by far the biggest and by far the most innovative um, mm. by a country mile. I mean, Mazdar City, for any, as, a, as another example. By a country, 170 kilometers. <laughs> yes, right. yes. Um, like, th- that, that's supposed to be just um, zero carbon. That's the main gimmick. Um, Neon is supposed zero to be zero carbon, carbon and um, dinosaurs, animatronic dinosaurs, mm. cool. um, mech fights, um, mm. uh, artificial moon. Um, mm-hmm. Alongside the regular okay. moon, um, oh, you got to have dro- the artificial moon. Yeah, that's right. We didn't even really go to the artificial moon. It was all they shot it in a parking lot. There, there's a, there's a drone armies to do all kinds of sky shows and also to do live streams of outer space so you can see up out in the sky. Um, you know, world class public transportation that goes faster than any other trains currently in service anywhere in the world. Um, Flying cars, obviously, got to have flying cars. Um, and the list kind of, of course. goes on like this into infinity. Like, mm. city of the future and pretty much there in a certain capacity by 2030 with over a million people living there. That is the official yeah. stated goal. And just to wow. clarify, Seamus, given the current state of global warming, there has never been a better time to build a gigantic city in the middle of the desert, right? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I don't think so. Um, you know, <laughs> it could only go the, up. The, 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 in, in, addition to all, in addition to all these different things, there are there there are talking about like weather seeding to make sure that it mm. rains in the area, but that doesn't it doesn't distract from the fact that when those clouds go away, it will still be you know something like a hundred to one hundred ten hundred ten degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, just constantly. Um, how like, how do you make it rain? <laughs> uh, what are, this is Stephen Pinker's thing, cloud ships. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I we're, mean, t- we're taking our experience in strip clubs and we're tending yeah. it to the whole atmosphere. Rather than building uh, a city somewhere normal, we will simply control the weather. This is the thing: is that there is a there is an area of Saudi Arabia near Abha where it's very green. There's rain pretty regularly. Um, it, it's a place that you would want to you know live, but you go up, you go up north, where it's a little bit more underdeveloped, and suddenly that's where you want to build. I mean, this gigantic thing, and you know, back China is able to do this in that they're able to break clouds apart to make it stop raining, like what they did with the Olympics back in '08. But you know, bringing together clouds is kind of a whole different deal mm-hmm. entirely, and nobody knows really how to do that, at least to my knowledge and my research. Like well, nobody's figured fans- that out yet. Fans, longtime fans of the podcast will recognize this idea as one of uh, Steven Pinker's solutions to climate change that don't yeah, involve politics. Ships. Cloud ships. 
Yeah, yeah. You just um, you just have dirigibles up there seeding uh, chemicals into yeah. the atmosphere to make clouds, which is great because personally, I think if I need the clouds to make it at a habitable temperature, then I love to live somewhere that has like the climate of Seattle all the time. Yeah. And then as soon as I step out from under that one big cloud, I boil. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the thing is, though. All this stuff about the artificial moon and the flying cars and the glowing beaches and the robot gladiators and stuff, that's all like first release Neom information. When McKenzie basically like took millions and millions of dollars uh, from uh, Mohammed bin Salman, basically just to tell him that all of his crazy crackpot child ideas were great and workable and they were going to make it into a slide deck. Hmm. What is now happening is like most flights of fancy. Neom has slightly come into contact with reality in as much as they oh, need no. to start making some of it. Um, and so the first step of Neom... <laughs> Just looking at an order for Robot Gladiator <laughs> Build 2, and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what's happened is, uh, this is now a more mature, almost like a more mature grown-up version of Neom that's much more... Or it's, it's a, as, as I understand it, sorry, Seamus, what has been announced is the line... Um, which is mm. a 170... Which actually, fans of the show will remember the line from previous yeah, episodes. Yeah, we predicted the line, but we were wrong. We had like that gift of prophecy where all yeah. of the details were correct in a funny, ironic way. The line is now going up yeah, in, right. in the truest sense of the word. Uh, so the line is a, a city that is one street, uh, cool. or no, 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 streets, already, no already, already got it wrong, already got it wrong. It's, there are no it's streets. It's one strip. Except there are no streets. Indeed. Excuse me. So it's well, I'll I'll explain. So it is 170 kilometers of city, but it's in a strip. Okay. Um, There, as Seamus is correct, there are no streets, Uh, Mm. and this is what there is a robot version of the band The Streets (laughs) who perform on every street corner, (laughs) of which there are none because there are no streets. (laughs) Um, Yes. um, Every everyone's listening to uh, the Dave Matthews Band album before these crowded streets because they're not coming. Mm-hmm. It's always before. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and Mohammed bin Salman said, "Why should we sacrifice nature for the sake of development? Why should seven million people die every year because of pollution? One million okay. people every year due to traffic accidents? <laughs> Why does that happen, Saudi Arabia?" <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Raver is like, yo, all these people are burning fossil fuels. That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> I, pre- I present to you, yeah. How d- how dare you? How dare you buy our product? You're the real addicts. Yeah, shame on you. Exactly. It's like it's it's like uh, it's like they're, they're the the drug dealer that just uh, that's like clean yourself up. Um, <laughs> are you high right now? They take, are you ta- you take this money. You gonna go gamble? Um, <laughs> I present to you the line. You're just thinking about <laughs> Casino, aren't you? Yeah, I watched Casino yesterday. Um, like I said, that's this how the like, sausage gets This made, is the folks. foundation of how the lathe works, right? Is one of us watches a movie, like Casino or JFK or something like that, and then for the next week, all of our analysis is framed in a movie we half remember, and this turns yeah. out to be entirely correct <laughs> for right. some fucking reason. Yeah, or you guys talk about JFK all the time, forcing me to talk to watch JFK, and then by watching JFK, I infuriate someone somehow. Well, we'll have to take that hmm. out. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I present to you, he goes on, the Lime, a city of a million residents with a length of 170 kilometers that preserves 95% of the nature within Neom, uh, mm. with zero cars, zero streets, and zero carbon emissions. So yeah, he's not talking about robot gladiators, he's talking about AI enablement and walkability mm. and community and all that great stuff. But also, mm. crucially, building a like 170 kilometer long line. Yes, that's, that's correct. right. Uh, that's this is more right. adult and more serious. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> do, they, do, do they at any point give uh, the reason why they've chose to build it in a line? Right? No, because that no, just seems like... No, <laughs> no, I, I, no don't. Like, this, this is going to be a theme over the course of this, of this episode. <laughs> if, you, if you look for explanations for any of the decisions that they're making or like larger, more specific plans, it is impossible to find. Because like I truly I, and honestly, it is an enigma. I have no experience in urban planning, but as a layman, <laughs> it would seem to me yeah. that the reason why cities are generally broadly speaking circle shaped is so that no matter where you are in the city, you're never like that far from another bit of the city, right? Because everything's just kind of in around, you know, the, the, the distance between any two points is like limited by the radius of the... Whereas if it's a line, uh-huh. you could literally be... You could live in the same... You need to go on to an appointment on the other side of the city and it's 170 kilometers away. Yeah. Milo, yeah. Milo, I, Milo, I, Milo, again, Milo. Yeah, what, what we've done is we've made like zone three, but more obvious. Or so, alternatively, yeah. Snowpiercer. So Milo, yeah. Milo, Milo, you poor. It's like sweet, living in South London. You poor sweet idiot. <laughs> That's right. It's like living in Bromley. <laughs> so what you don't understand is that anywhere you are on the line, anything you need is a five-minute walk away from you. Oh, cool. Right. So we're going to so like yeah, we're gonna increase walking speed city in the world. Yeah. But yeah. Also and, and, and you have to like. It's the most walkable you, you, city in the world if you're fucking Forrest Gump. All, all of those things, <laughs> you, you have to build them every distance of five minutes walk, as opposed to just doing a circle or a blob or whatever, where you can have some overlap. Yeah. No city in Saudi Arabia is walkable. It's like a million degrees outside. What the fuck are they doing? That's why everyone no, drives everywhere. They're going to see it. The clouds. Oh yeah, of course. Anyway, so it's one, never been hot uh, with a cloud. Massive, hundred and seventy kilometer long cloud yeah. all the time. Yeah, the, that's what New Zealand's all about—the land of the long white cloud. They're gonna get me and Nate, <laughs> Nate over there and get us really mad, so that we have to vape a gigantic cloud over the entire city. So, uh, the way okay, I- what, what are the odds, right? That like this no streets thing is the first promise to be broken, purely so that the younger Saudi royalty can drive a Lamborghini down a hundred and seventy <laughs> kilometer drag strip. No, 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 no. Yeah, let's forget it. You're actually the original plan for Neom, like the entire thing, was mm. that there was not going to be a street plan. Mm-hmm. But huh. um, when when MBS was talking, and this is in the Wall Street Journal piece about the leaked documents for McKinsey, the McKinsey consultants told MBS, "Okay, a lot of ideas here, but like I think it's important that you figure out a street plan." And then MBS. Just, just kind of whisk it away and said, "Oh, we don't need a street plan. We will have flying cars in 2030." Yeah, hell uh, yes. Yeah. I guess at some point during the process, MBS got mad that they were building streets in Neom because there are already streets in Neom already. Okay, yeah. I want a space. I don't care how thin it is. I just want a space where there are absolutely no streets. And I, I feel like that was at least part of the genesis behind this project. Oh, so this is a compromise with a madman. Essentially, yeah. The, the line, yeah. the line is what happens when a madman with infinite money has to compromise with reality. The way I describe it is like it's it's like someone with a catastrophic head injury tried to summarize Jane Jacobs to MBS, and he just went with it. Yeah, he just mm. ran with the idea. Um, so, like you say, Neom, it's there are already kind of people in there, and again, it's mostly it's mostly expats who have been hired to like be filmed walking around the desert picking up some like like a handful of rocks and saying i believe the future of water is the future of ingenuity that's, 
That's a fucking cool. good job. I want the Potemkin village job. Yeah. Can someone get me, if you're listening to this, if you can get me a job walking around picking up rocks in northwestern Saudi Arabia for like a billion dollars a week, please. Hello, I my, do that. my name is paid sponsorship Al Potemkin. And <laughs> That's right. I'm here to tell you that these rocks are dope. <laughs> so... What so what Neom is supposed to accomplish Listen, for, a, I, for for that much money? I would be willing to sit inside an ordinary car with a green screen behind it and pretend I am driving a flying car. I have no <laughs> scruples about it when this much money is involved. <laughs> the world's first flying Renault Twingo. That's so, right. So look, as as I understand it, what Neom is supposed to actually accomplish for Saudi Arabia mm. is it's a big part of its diversification away from fossil fuels. So the, okay. the concept yeah, here, instead of like an incredibly easily transportable, very efficient store of energy that has been like powering the world for now like a century and change, what they're going to get into is the business of absolute bullshit. That's right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what they've been doing with SoftBank. Most of that's just lies. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> with uh, but with what, as I understand it, and Seamus, I invite you to correct me if I'm wrong. Neom is supposed to be like. The thing that brings all of the innovators and tech entrepreneurs and stuff to want to live in Saudi where they can then like, that's where all of the future patents of the future and the innovations are going to be oh, discovered. Silicon Valley, but yes. the silicon is still rocks. Yeah. So, and, and Seamus, is that, do I understand that correctly? You are understanding that completely correctly. Um, the, the initial genesis of the idea from MBS was that he quite literally went on Google Earth and he saw that there was like a patch <laughs> of the country that was like more desert than the other. And so he decided to build it there. But then later on, the PR people found out that this area of Saudi Arabia is incredibly close to, I mean, just like somewhere around the lines of like 80 to 90% of the developed world within about eight hours of flight. Um, so the idea is that the distance makes it prime location for all of these as, as kind of like a nexus for uh, for business and shipping, and additionally, symbolically, it is it is a place where anywhere you are in the world, you gravitate toward Neom. And what they want to do is that there there would be a separate judicial system, there would be a separate court system, separate laws from the rest of Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, Saudi Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the way I see, I this is why I cited casino earlier. I I think it's Saudi Vegas. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'm not, sure absolutely. You, I'm not sure you could have Hong Kong or Vegas without cocaine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's true. But in both cases, kind of special economic zones. Yeah. yeah so I the- bring great news. The Crown Prince has been playing GeoGuessr. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I the reason I, I sort of draw the Vegas comparison is that it is a completely artificial city in the desert that is made yep. from created from nothing. Um yep. that is there essentially to be what is a conference center or hotel for as many people as possible that will essentially get them to spend as much money as possible there and then walk away with nothing. It's just the but difference. Also, is, the difference is, the difference some- is, the difference mm-hmm. is, Vegas was meant to get like people to spend their paychecks there. Neom is meant to attract like venture capitalists who are going to invent in its various, invest in its various like vaporware industries. Yeah, ne- Neom is going to be the Axis Mundi, whereas Vegas was just nakedly a scam. Yeah, that's 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 why I sort of I keep coming back to that Vegas comparison. Everything, all of the the glitter, the glitz, the glam, the mm. all of the buzz. And, but you replace you know you replace like the showgirls and the casinos, 
uh, with something that you people might, who like. You might still have those. <laughs> like, if you have part the of the point of having a separate judicial system is so that you don't do so much of the stuff that alienates decadent westerners. Yeah. But this is also for Soylent people, though. Like, this is supposed mm-hmm. to attract. This is supposed to attract someone oh, who it's watches a TED of Talks. Showgirls, but they're all wearing plain Heather Gray T-shirts. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> so I, I've sort of I've been thinking about this. Right, what Neom is seems to depend on who you ask. Um, it can be a city-state in Saudi Arabia that's a tourist hub. Mm. Uh, it's a place in the world where this future will be invented. It will set the template for future cities. And their main thing is they say, oh, we're unencumbered by legacy systems. So what if you had, what if you, how would you design your sewer system if you could design it from scratch, for example? We're unencumbered by there being infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> we're unencumbered <laughs> yeah. by a water supply. <laughs> no, that, that, that's the thing. That's the thing that kind of, I, I mean, we'll, 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 come, we'll come back to the... Um, it's the fact that this is kind of a Las Vegas, but the the main thing that just really drives me insane is that all of the advertising around Neom revolves around the fact that it is virgin land, quote, mm. that mm. there's absolutely nothing on it. You go around, there are these all these scenic vistas where nothing has ever been, no, no man has ever walked on it. Um, and that we can start everything and anything from scratch and we can experiment and see, uh, you know, where the future holds or whatever. But the issue is, is that people live there. Yeah, like tens of thousands of people live in this in this part of the Saudi Arabia, which oh, has sewer this. systems. Yeah, they have they have villages, they have houses, they have electricity, they have schools. Like, and the and the and the issue is that they're not integrating these towns into Neom. They're bulldozing them, and that's what they've been doing. Um, th- there was an estimate that something like twenty thousand um, Bedouin tribesmen need to be relocated from this area. Or to build Neom. Um, they have the stuff there that you can theoretically build, like urbanize and develop stuff with, but they are purposefully tearing it down so that investors can come in and sink money into building new things. And, and into building new things that are completely fucking crazy as well. Yeah, like yeah. the idea is that all of these interacting, because mm. all of these interacting systems are supposed to work perfectly well together. And all it takes is one to break, and then the entire thing becomes like, the setting for a heavy-handed sci-fi about like the yeah. folly have, of man. Have you played Spec Ops: The Line, Mister Sharpo? <laughs> so, um, it's in addition to all of that. It is yes. It's this place where tech entrepreneurs will congregate because it's where they want to live when they can choose to live anywhere. It's a source of massive public sector contracts from one of the world's biggest sources of capital. And as you say, uh, as you say, Seamus, it's also a colonial project that is violently displacing the towns and cities of the people who actually live there. So at this point, I'm just going to throw it out there. Ain't nobody gonna move to Saudi Arabia. Well, like, yeah, that, that, a bunch of people did because they got billions of dollars a week for like, yeah, get, like up the rocks like, and saying they're can, inspiring. It, it, yeah. uh, there is a ceiling on that principle for me, and it is about the point where you bring out the second suitcase full of money. <laughs> so, but as, as I was saying, it is this colonial project that is engaging in this violent displacement. And uh, Seamus, can you tell me a bit about Abdur Rahim Al Huwaiti? Yeah, Abdul Rahim Al Huwaiti was a. Oh, just uh, he flex was... on him with the pronunciation, why don't you? Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I studied Arabic. I know, I know how you pronounce his name. But. Um... No, no, no. I know, no allegiance to Riley on this one. He started off this episode calling it the Kabar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Al Huwaiti was a. He was a member of the Huwaitat tribe. And he, was, he, he had received the news, obviously, that his tribe was about to be relocated. And, you know, when you are, when, if you were just like a regular person and you're confronted with the idea that, oh, we're going to tear down your house for a new urban development, 
typically, even if you're compensated, you're going to be against it and you're going to fight against it. Um, this is a constant throughout the world. But if you are told that we're going to tear up this land that you've lived on for hundreds of years and we're going to build a land with mechanical dinosaurs and um, <laughs> glow in the dark beaches. I mean, like, what is it? What does it say? Entertainment wrecks. Yeah, like, like it, what it says to me, and maybe this is me trying to like fill the shoes of like uh, sort of Saudi Arabian uh, minor person of interest, which is that like I have just been handed the keys to an enormous web of corruption and patronage in the attempt to like make the desert bloom or whatever, and I can get fucking loaded. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Seamus, so what happened in this case? Well, I mean, he he filmed himself on YouTube. Um, confronting land surveyors who were coming in, telling um, people who wanted to give, give him compensation that, no, we don't want this money. Um, he recorded pretty uh, extensive monologues talking about how this is a city meant for um, foreigners, not for Saudis. Um, uh, that, that seems unwise. Is, yeah, that this is going to be, um, you know, uh, it's going to destroy the traditions that, you know, that have existed on this land uh, for centuries that, um, kind of lamenting that there had been that, that there used to be honor in Saudi society once upon a time and that it's been lost uh, nowadays. And eventually because this dissent was so public, um, the Saudi government came for him. Um, so in April they surrounded his house. They had been asking him to leave and um, take the compensation for a while. So they finally decided we're just going to force you out. They brought police cars, they brought guns and they said, Abdurrahim, please leave. We're going to take this house uh, for the Saudi government. He refused, and there was a huge gun battle that lasted uh, a couple hours. Um, he, he was eventually killed, and um, there was a communique sent out to Saudi newspapers, um, which in turn uh, published front-page stories talking about how a wanted man had been killed in Tabuk province who threatened Saudi security. Um, but of course, if you followed Saudi human rights activists or active on Arab social media, you knew the fact that this guy had been against Niam from the beginning, and he had only been killed after he had very publicly been against it. And there were also no charges that were said publicly against him other than that he threatened Saudi security, and that could be exceedingly vague. Um, mm. So he has become something of a martyr to the uh, anti-Niam sections of um, Arab, Arab, Arab uh, activist circles. Uh, he's on banners and uh, posters, and um, there was even a, a hashtag, uh, Neom Lives Matter, about him after the fact. Uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, it, it was, it was, it's a sign, I think, of uh, things to come in the future, because only the first stage of those 20,000 people need to be relocated is happening. And if they want a million people to live here, there needs to be more urbanization, there needs to be more development, and that's going to require more and more of them to, uh, to have to leave. Yeah. And, and it seems right, like, one of the things I've noticed is that the first iteration of Neom was attracting all of this investment from multinational mm -hmm. companies, and then Jamal Khashoggi was, was murdered, and then it became, it, it seemed to go on ice for a bit. Yeah, but because even, everyone had wait, to pretend on, guy, to be mad at MBS. That guy was murdered? I thought yeah. he walked backwards out of the Saudi embassy. But, but, yeah, that's right, he moonwalked yeah. out. But, um, effect, but it seems like this the, these events that have occurred now, I don't see the sort of... Uh, breathless press releases from like Bechtel or Refinitiv or whatever uh, stopping. You know, this it, no, it, se no, it no. seems to be like, you know, no one cares about this. 
No, I mean, because, I mean, Jamal Khashoggi, um, I mean, he is the nephew of a billionaire arms dealer uh, who was involved in Iran-Contra. Um, oh, yeah, he, Adnan. I didn't remember that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he, he's a grandson of uh, the king of Saudi Arabia's um, personal doctor. I mean, for a long time, he was the Saudi intelligentsia. Um, the reason why he was eventually marked for death is that no one is immune uh, to that uh, kind of horror, even if you are um, very much high up there, if you if you uh, disagree enough. Um, and, and additionally, because Khashoggi was a writer for an American publication, an extremely high class American publication. And when you are the enemy of the American media after that, it really doesn't uh, go away in the same way that, you know, Saudi journalists working in Saudi Arabia might, because Saudi journalists have been in prison for, you know, decades, and that hasn't really stopped anybody from doing that. Um, and Al Huwaiti, he's a tribesman. Uh, the only reason that he's famous is because he did YouTube videos, and he's really. He, he's beloved by Arab human rights activists, but American publications really don't care about American human rights activists that mm. much. Uh, you know, when it, you say YouTube videos, yeah. when you say YouTube videos, that that in my mind's eye conjures up a very different vibe to yeah. what this guy is actually doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> guys doing chug videos. So, um, yeah, like, remember to like, share, and subscribe. No, so so but uh, so it's it seems right. Like there is like like it. it I mean, look. I mean. I, I'm 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 not the kind of sucker who's going to um you know pretend to be shocked when you know various sort of American multinationals will sort of um quite happily go along with the uh, displacement and murder of a local population just mm. to you know get some uh, lucrative government contracts right like this is not news um it's just it's something that is worth constantly bringing up oh sorry I'm, I've I've been handed a bulletin uh, breaking news breaking news breaking news uh, this is from the Saudi Gazette uh, oh my favorite newspaper. <laughs> uh, uh, headline okay uh, golf saudi ceo hails neom and the line as future global golf destination golf in the golf baby <laughs> so um again yeah this is uh this is just breathless breathless praise from um yeah, I, I cannot wait to play uh you know a, a round of golf at trump neom it's gonna yeah. be cool a very They're straight have, like, golf the orb there up on display yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened um, to the orb that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, where they, where they put Maybe that? just in like a warehouse somewhere, like nailed down. <laughs> yeah, it's being looked at by top men. Oh, so, this is, so look at this. Ahead of the third edition of the Saudi International, powered by SoftBank Investment Advisors, Gulf Saudi yes! CEO Majid Al Sarur has hailed the revolutionary launch of the line. Um, a and then he describes the city. Uh, commenting on the project, Al Sarur said. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's announcement of the line, as well as other great projects that have preceded it, including Neom, will be a blessing for world tourism and investment, and is also good news for golf's bright future, especially as the sport is directly associated with beautiful beaches, smart cities, and high-end tourism. The clean, high-tech environment of the, of the line. desert. What beaches? Does he mean sand? There are beaches, because it <laughs> oh. goes from... It, it is technically on the coast of the Red Sea, but that, you know, beach is a bit strong of a word. Okay. Well, I personally think, uh, you know, a sport that relies entirely on having acres upon acres of manicured lawns is the perfect thing for the fucking middle of the <laughs> desert. No, but I'm just looking forward to seeing exactly how that separate judicial system plays out. And just in terms of, like, how explicitly they're willing to throw uh, religious law under the bus. Like, I want to know whether or not you can, like, walk around in a bikini in Neom, and then as soon as you step off of the line, three foot in either direction, you get arrested. 
Um, you know, so I, I, I'm looking at the mainstream press coverage. Like I said, most, like, like our, 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 the writing that has happened on it has tended to be quite skeptical, except for, number one, Reuters, which just republished a, a press release for some reason. And mm. then most of the other fawning and critical coverage was in like Mina Construction, Co- Refinitive, Architecture Daily, Golf Digest, um, or like uh, mm. co- Torture Devices yeah. Quarterly. Or companies like Bechtel, where uh, they released a statement saying, Neom is one of the most complex projects in living memory, which is true, I guess. Um, and we are proud to be a part of it. The vision for a futuristic, innovative, and sustainable ecosystem is unique and bold. And we believe Neom will change the way that cities are developed by future generations. We have helped our customers shape the kingdom's history with many key projects, and we are honored to be a partner in its building the future. And if I had to describe the plans for the line, oh, I would say they are uh, b- baroque. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is one of the this is one of the reasons I was talking about Vegas because the player in the the, the player in this case is a company like Bechtel, mm. where they're sort of betting that they can go in. They can win a, gov- a lucrative government contract, mm-hmm. one they know they probably won't have to deliver against, but there's a chance that they might, I don't know, fuck up and get sued, right? This is, this is, and, and, and this is a way that they are just trying to go in here, win a bunch of money in a fake city in the desert, but what makes the 21st century version of Las Vegas is that the city doesn't really even have to exist. It's just the relationship between the public investment fund and a bunch of infrastructure companies. Huh, what if the yeah, real city yeah. was the public investment friends we made along the way? That's right. <laughs> I, I mean, you can really you can really see what the um the dif- the difference cuz Las Vegas the like Las Vegas is very popular among just as you said, regular people. The the kind of the aura that it evokes is that maybe if right it's it's a city of high rollers, but in theory if you're a regular guy maybe you could get lucky do this kind of thing. But of course in Neom the entire PR push is goes right over the head of regular people. It's not meant for regular people. I mean, and they even say to their advertising, they want innovators, they want creators, they want um, people who are above the rest. You know, regular people are, I guess, literally, they have to be part of the equation because who else is going to live in a city? But it's not drones. For them. Drones. Drones. It's all going to be drones. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can see, and you can see it also in where the coverage is really situated because obviously Neom as a Saudi city gets coverage in Arabic papers, but the vast majority of it is in either English trade publications or it's in English papers that exist for uh, diaspora uh, expats or. Um, People who live in the Gulf who don't speak Arabic natively, like the National or the Khalij Times or the Saudi Gazette, um, the vast majority of coverage is really based there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, as yeah, they they don't need regular people to invest in this kind of thing, even if they could. They don't want regular people to even think about moving here. This is entirely just for investors Golfers. to invest in. That's what they've been really focusing on the public investment toward, um, like. The only like uh, MBS is really prioritized in the um, it's it's as I said before, it's his meal ticket. Um, he wants it done, even if the entire Saudi economy uh, needs to collapse. And so, if you can really prioritize that, then more and more investors are going to want to get in there. Finally, a city for people of Gulf. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I think the, the one thing you point out, Seamus, is really interesting. Is like. A lot of this is is based on the idea that there won't need to be any regular people here at all. 
it's all going to be like Bill Gates and then and Mark Zuckerberg and various photocopies of them, right? Mm. And they even say, yeah. and this is from the Bechtel press release, cognitive cities are technically in, technically enhanced and digitally cognitive sustainable societies cities. that benefit from data in greater proportion to other smart cities in order to provide exceptional livelihoods that improve the quality of life of residents and support business sectors. And the idea here, right, is there is the idea is there don't need to be regular people here because they've all been automated and yeah. they're all we've, AI we've and it's all drones. We've replaced yeah, I mean, your that, Filipino maid with a drone who you can now no, also that's, that's, the thing. that's the thing, Alice, is that one of the, what I, I forgot to mention this, one of the main things that was advertised in the first stages of Neon was that there would be robotic maids. And mm-hmm. if you are a Gulf Arab country, maids are, are a huge part of life if you are a rich, horribly yeah. abusive person. The only problem oh, is not yeah. as satisfying to abuse yeah. a robot. I don't think yeah. they have to like. <laughs> you make- can't. You can't steal a robot's passport. I love to beat the shit out of Asimo. I, I, I've, I've watched. I've watched as many neon videos as you have, really. Like you try to really think up because they, they, they really just assault you with just all of these these um, corporate speak things um, that really, if you try to think about them for more than like ten seconds. They don't connect. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Like you try to think about what the city would look like. Okay, maybe you can automate maid services. Maybe you can um, automate taxis. Maybe you can automate banking systems. But like, you can't automate everything. There needs to be people that live there who are not scientists, who are not um, construction magnates. And there's really not a ton of discussion about what that would what that would look like, at least not right now. But there needs to be a million people, a million physical people. That was the goal. Mm-hmm. And are there a million people who are all people who could head to Galt's Gulch? You know, uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'm not sure if there was that many people in that in that stupid novel. I really don't. When I was first manufactured, I was supposed to be a promotional tool for Honda. Then they sold me to Mark Wahlberg to keep writing his screenplays. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, get me out of here. Get me a different job. So then they sold me to this Saudi Arabian guy. And now I've got to jerk him off and he beats the fuck out of me. What the fuck? Uh, um, no, th- genuinely, though, I think the future of this is that they find out that they do have to compromise somewhere, as, as you say, Seamus. And then what this becomes is like Neom's guiding vision of uh, a system for people who never have to see a normal person uh, remains. But like, so all of those people just live as Morlocks or something and get like ex- an existence in the fucking tunnels like Alice, us. Alice, Alice, you've sort of prefigured what their plan oh, of is. Of course I fucking so have, Here's I? Here's how the line works. Because as we said earlier, there are no streets. So, but they all, basically the promise is to get from one end of the line to the other is 22 minutes. Not a single street there and no flying cars in Neom as well. Mm. Um, what they do is it's a three-level city. So this is actually just Google Sidewalk Labs, by the way. This is the same concept. Where mm-hmm. there's the top level, which is where all the stuff happens. That's where the, the yoga bar is and the Soylent bar and the innovation bar and the genius yeah, that, bar. That's where I'm cool. cashing my checks to pretend to drive my flying yeah, that's car. That's right. That's where you're cashing your checks to look at rocks and say, the future is in our hands and the that's hands right. of the earth. Um, uh-huh. And then underneath that, there is a services layer. We're a bunch of robots, and then when that's proven to be impossible, um, migrant workers with their passports taken away uh, are then handling all of the infrastructure of taking things between all of the different genius bars and soylent bars and stuff and keeping everything running, but so you never have to see it. 
And mm-hmm. they say huh. again, that's all going to be AI. But our experience of AI on this AI on this show is that quite often it's just a guy. Yeah, anyone who again, owns a trashy is- shirt will know. Yeah. <laughs> well, like again, if you if you know your history, it is just the construction of Versailles over again, of being like, well, we have two of every corridor, so that there's one for the servants to use, so that we don't ever have to see them. Yeah, and then the third layer is a hyperloop, and that's how you know. <laughs> of course, yeah. it fucking is. Oh okay. yes, the Emir Elon Al Musk. The thing is, my my little brought this up earlier, but like in in a city that is as literally thin. As it is on the line, I mean, you can't have more than a couple hyperloop lines. What happens if something happens to one of them? How are you going to get it yeah. again? Uh, have you seen Spec Ops: The Line? So here's some of the things they say. So this is from the various sort of fact sheets they give to investors. The line is supported by an invisible and seamlessly integrated digital and physical infrastructure layer containing the essential utilities and transportation services. Um, uh. Communities will live in harmony with nature, where open space, parks, gardens, the natural environment, and sustainable food production are all mixed seamlessly. Again, how they intend to have like a, <laughs> enough food to feed a million people growing on a tiny strip of um, some of the most inhospitable <sighs> desert. Robots are going to do it, and it's going to be like vertical farming on the side again, of your balcony. They got me digging fucking irrigation channels but- in the desert. There's no fucking rain. <laughs> but again, irrigation for fucking where? Again, again, people See, seeing Asimo with a Boston accent in like a blue jumpsuit being beaten for not digging ditches fast enough <laughs> by the side of the road. But don't forget, though, people do live there, and they do get food there. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it, this is not, all currently yeah, but working. not in a cool enough way. Yeah, so they all hmm. have to be killed. They yeah. gotta go. Um, so all businesses and communities on the line. So again, none of the ones that currently exist because those aren't um, not cool. No, not those cool. aren't cool. Cringe. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. None of none of none of those are a, a, a tech company. None of those are a tech company that makes a window that tells you if it's raining. Um, and the answer is fucking no. Yeah. In this case, <laughs> um, all, be a very easy product to develop. That one. All businesses and communities on the line are hyperconnected through a digital framework incorporating AI and robotics to continuously learn and grow. Over ninety percent. Over ninety percent of the data in Neom will be analyzed to provide a predictive system with ever improving services to the residents and businesses. So that's the other thing: is there is surveillance everywhere in Neom. Everything oh, is cool. constantly being yeah, surveilled. And, and this, all was, the this time. was one of the things that you know sabotaged uh, the sidewalk stuff with Google is because the people in Toronto, um, when they were told that there was going to be an entire section of the city that was going to be filled with sensors and security cameras, they're like, "Why on earth would we want this? Like, who? Like, everybody is kind of. I mean, nearly everybody is allergic to the idea of being constantly surveilled, but with Neom, it's almost a selling point yeah mm-hmm. like why would it, it, there is it, it's just in it's investor speak but it kind of it just keeps running into you have to you know that you have to advertise only to investors but you also at some point you need to bring other people into it and who's gonna want to live there an alarm goes off in my 5600 square foot apartment and like a a saudi cop is shot up into a dumbwaiter to ask me why i'm not faving mbs's insta posts (laughs) (laughs) um so they say each community on the line will be self-sufficient and reflect the personality of its residents, the region, and the Uh-oh. industries within it. Again, not the current residents, though. 
They don't get reflected. That's such a fucking, that's such a like dystopian YA novel thing of being like, yeah, I live in sector four of the line. We're the like, <laughs> we're the manufacturing sector. So we're kind of gritty or whatever. Yeah, this is really, what this reminds me of as well. Like it reminds me of so many things, like so many things we talk oh, about. Oh God, I just had a horrible idea. Okay, hit me, hit me. <sighs> There's a decent chance that they're going to start sourcing people into Hogwarts houses for these. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in the Hufflepuff quarter. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, my f- yeah, my friend started expressing some opinions about uh, you know, like wanting to like join a union for her um stupid smart people job, oh, and she's such gone. A Slytherin. She's yeah. been turned. <laughs> she's been built into a servitor, and she's now a train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her brain. Her brain has been built into one of the Hyperloop cars. Yeah, she's been sold to Honda. <laughs> um. So, uh. Also, it's um. They say. Here's a, a few more things. Uh, it's going to be powered with 100% renewable energy, which I guess, like, of all of the things about it, that kind of makes sense. There is a lot of sun. Yeah, yeah, sure. that, that that is that is as you, literally only thing that I could possibly see. Oh, that's a good idea. Is the fact that they're kind of focusing a lot on solar panels um, as, as as a way of getting income and as well as powering everything, but. Yeah, everything else kind well, of. What if issue. the cloud thing works too well and you just don't have enough solar? I've precisely balanced this. Unfortunately for them, that is something you could do in literally any other city in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, so like, like, so the thing is, right? A lot stuff like uh, water desalination, for example. The thing that makes it not really viable is that it's ludicrously energy intensive. So if you're going to like have a pr- if you're going to be like trying to innovate about water desalination and you're going to have a ton of solar power those two things kind of make sense and i can't and i think that's about it that's all <laughs> yeah i mean i mean even, even if like i mean even with solar energy like the water desalination thing i was i was racking my brain trying to research this and figuring out what they really mean by water preservation and um trying to irrigate things because water desalination is not only energy intensive, it, it creates a literal toxic substance. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's something okay. that you need to get rid of. And how do you, what do you, <sighs> I mean, I'm I just thinking, about, gonna like, how is space. this supposed to work? Launch into space, fuck it. My God, because, okay, you're by a sea, great. You've got water, but you can't desalinate because you promised yourself you're not going to desalinate in the same way that, like, Kuwait does. The, um, how are you going to do that? Well, think of it. Yeah, well, no, what we're going to do. Know that works. We're going to create Ugh. the conditions for all the people who are smart enough to invent that to come live here, and then they just have to invent it before they run out of bottled water. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's motivation. Is yeah. what that is. Um, yeah. So they say co- cognitive communities are predictive. They are linked by an intelligent, cognitive community system. It's like the community itself has a brain, but again, it's just used to spy on you and then saying, we've collected your garbage 5% more efficiently today. By the way, you've not faved enough of MBS's Instagram posts. Yeah. Um, by, by the way, you haven't eaten enough toxic waste and, and today. They say, AI <laughs> is woven into the entire social fabric of the line, providing seamless integration into every aspect of personal and commercial life. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, I like that. And so... Uh, hmm. This is uh, earlier. I said I sort of engaged with their social media um, mm. in a video on the official Neom channel called "The Settlers," uh, which I think was quite on the nose. Reading this, yeah, yeah, just MBS bludgeons you over the head with a copy of Jay Sakai. Yeah, uh, one of the people who has been hired to build the city by MBS says the most exciting thing about Neom is the people. 
Again, cool. not the people who are there now. No, the, the, the new ones. Just theoretical yeah. people. The yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the old ones, kind of embarrassing. Go, yeah. Gotta go. The, yeah, the most exciting thing about Neom is Alice, who, it, with her two suitcases <laughs> of money, right. has moved in. The two. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to lead Neom as an influencer into the, into the 21st century. And I, for one, am very excited for uh, this. Is it, we are solving global issues that go way beyond Neom. Food, water, energy. In a society we build from scratch. Again, not scratch. You're not building it from scratch. There are no, people it's, it's there. Scr- scratched out. Yeah. Scratched out. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, the, the whole thing is, like, you can very much tell they started on the basis of uh, MBS wants a city. How can we justify that? <laughs> they're like, what if we made it a world-leading place where they can research the future of all global problems? Won't we have to solve all those impossible global problems in order to make that place? Yes, but we won't be constrained by legacy technology. <laughs> That's right. We won't. Um, yeah, they say, and because one of the things here, right, is they're always saying, well, what would we design the sewer system as if we could design it from scratch? What would we design the public transport a system line, if we could design apparently. it from scratch? Yeah, a line. Yeah. Um, and it's that this idea. That, that's what's actually best about this for me is that they're like, yes, the fact that there's nothing there at the moment, even though there is something there, means that uh, we have the perfect opportunity to design the most efficient city. And then they produced the, like, a design that is just like the fucking Homer. Like, <laughs> it's the most nonsensical, like, yeah, what if you built the whole thing in a 170 kilometer long straight line? So the only way to get from point a to point B efficiently is via a hyperloop, a technology which hasn't really been proven to work. Also, because <laughs> everything has to be a five-minute walk away from anything else, wouldn't the hyperloop have to stop at five-minute walk intervals? Presumably, yes. So it would take much longer than 22 minutes to get the entire length of the line. Well, yes, because then what you've created is a street with a traffic jam every five minutes. <laughs> That's so cool. That's great. So instead of no streets, what we've arrived at here is one street. Yeah, one street, but it's underground, and um, there are no turns, and there's always a traffic mm-hmm. jam in every direction for the whole length mm-hmm. of it. Yes. Yeah, and, and if there's, there's a fire in one of the tunnels, everyone dies. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, yes. Uh, but then the, the, that's, it's either that or the flying cars bit, where if you get a fender bender, then everyone dies. Yeah, but why would hmm. there be a fire in an underground tunnel in a city with no water where it's a million degrees all of the time? I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know all of right. the all of the utilities are being programmed by, uh, to be handled automatically by AIs, which have never like just catastrophically fucked up because it's very hard to do. Yeah, of course, never. No one's gonna spill any water Nothing- on any circuit boards. In, well, because there won't be any. That's true. Nothing, that's right. nothing, nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> but what, what it, one of the things we come time come back to every time I feel we talk about cities and, and like urbanism is that all of the popular, exciting solutions to all the problems of of, of the city and issues of the city are are not complicated and technical. They're obvious and political. It's like the problem hmm. the problem that the line aims to solve, which is like traffic jams and congestion and. Uh, the digital divide or whatever. These are political problems. These are because decisions have been taken to prioritize things, and um, you know the people in charge don't either can't or don't want to expend the political capital to fix them. It's not like the problem is that London's too round. <laughs> That's not the issue. <laughs> Although it is, in my opinion. And the problem also isn't that like oh we can't like upgrade London's transport capacity because oh, the system is too old like no you can we did invest in it in the early 2000s we built new subway lines or underground lines rather uh, and I'm, just I'm, now I'm, I'm between we, two cultures and just um, now when we start building one it just uh, never happens yeah but again that's a political problem not a technical one 
it's not like we're constrained by like the operating system of the old train cars. <laughs> um, right. So the, these traps are like there's no one weird trick, basically. And the line is just Wait, a what? city of dozens and dozens and dozens of one weird tricks. Um, <laughs> the line is a city of come hungry milfs. Yes. That's right. Um, so one of the key things that strikes me well about this and the um, thing is how delusional everyone involved is with their ability to redefine the world versus how small its actual impact has been. Like, this is a project with infinite money behind it. And all of these YouTube videos that Seamus and I have made ourselves watch for you, the listener, they can't get more than a thousand views on these vignettes where they talk about how, like, this is the future of the fashion industry or the education sector or tourism or the craziest one, healthcare, right? Yeah. Like, what's, what do you feel like is this sort of big, damp squib of, of, of impact here, Seamus? Do you feel like that's a failure or something else? It, it, it's it's really hard to quantify because if you're talking about getting investors to invest, then it has not been a failure. There are you know hundreds of millions of dollars of contracts that have already been signed with gigantic construction firms, management firms, partnerships. Um, that those have not stopped at all. Um, but in terms of actually getting people to Regular people, people who read the news, people who maybe Neon necessarily not necessarily wants to them to move there, but to you know kind of talk about the project, and that it's been you know less than successful. Because I mean, if you look at any discussion of Neon, literally anywhere on social media, it is almost universally one of derision, one of confusion. Um, one of but just why would that be? I, d I don't understand <laughs> what it is that people find so yeah. funny and about the city I in the middle of the desert that's a 170 kilometer long straight line where everyone is either an influencer or a robot. I just don't see <laughs> what people find so absurd about that. Like you saw in because one of, one of the big marketing pushes that they had, which was primarily and exclusively aimed at people who were not investors, really which was the line. They had a countdown timer and they shoved those ads out to literally everyone. I mean, I got something like 20 to 30 DM requests from people asking me specifically, hey, I got this ad for the line in Saudi Arabia. Do you know what this is? And I'm like, oh, do I ever? Yeah. <laughs> it's and like then you got like nine podcast invitations. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people want, like people want to know what the line is. Like they've got that part down, but the yeah, issue is that when, when they hear what the line is, they're not like, oh my god, that sounds like the greatest that that ingenious. That, oh, that's I the most that. amazing thing I've ever heard. They think, oh, no, that's the that. most hilarious thing I've ever heard of. Like, what are you talking about? A city in a straight line? Okay. Like, that's crazy. Nobody it cares. It would be really funny if MBS decided to, like, get a focus group together to work out why people aren't excited with the line. And we could, like, pack this <laughs> with Trash Future Plants, who could give him really bad advice. Like, it should be thinner and longer. Otherwise, I'm not interested. I want this city to be fucking three feet deep and 400 kilometers long. Do it or I don't care. <laughs> thinner and longer, thinner and longer, MBS. Also, make a fourth layer down uh, that's a swimming pool. I want to be able to swim from one side of the line to the other. That's right. 
Um, so one of the things, though, is that they, they also, they don't, they don't just say we're going to have the world's best education system. They say we're going to reinvent what an education system can be. It was very funny in the video about that is that they were like, Saudi Arabia has some incredible resources for education, like natural light. Yeah, cool. Uh, Nowhere else has that. Again, just leaning heavily into the sunlight thing. Yeah. You know where you know it doesn't have that? The tunnel where your children will be living. It's like they can't say, because Saudi Arabia has great educational institutions, but the issue is, is that nobody in the West knows about, like, King Abdulaziz University. Yeah. Like, they only want to, like... They don't know what that is, but if you say, oh, they, they, there's a lot of sunlight in Saudi Arabia, it's like, oh, oh we can use that. Children love sunlight. We can think of a way to use that in our education system. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very funny to me when you're like, yeah, I have infinite money. I'm going to reinvent the education system from scratch. I'm going to make a lot of vague promises with business speak in this video. The one concrete thing I'm going to say that is going to be better about education in Neom is that uh, the school building is going to be very well lit. <laughs> That's right. It is. And you know what? No one can argue with that. Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. a few more quotes. Uh, Neom's heritage commissioner said, Neom is where humanity will come together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about the videos with, with them. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Neom's heritage commissioner. Neom is where humanity will come together to make the future. And then he notes some ancient ruins nearby. Where again, that's the last time anyone's ever lived near here. Uh, they won't come that close together, though, because some of them will be 170 kilometers apart. <laughs> uh, our role at Heritage Neom is to make a heritage book of all the locations, landmarks, and destinations. Again, nowhere where anyone has lived recently. We are going to build our future on great heritage, and we are taking heritage very seriously. Imagine what an easy city it will be to navigate, though. Like, everything is either in one direction or the other. Like, you cannot get lost. <laughs> well, um, so uh, tourism. They say Neom is a perfect... This is designed specifically to infuriate Seamus. Neom is a perfect canvas, an open living museum. A museum of what? <laughs> Dumb <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is true that they are literally building it on heritage. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it, it, it's. It, it, <laughs> no, they go. They go to. I mean, I know a video to talk about. Like, they go to all these um these like these rock formations and rock formations and they have um and they have these uh these like they have sporting events in the city and all of these sporting events are conveniently in the areas of the of the air of the city where it's already been desert never anywhere near the villages that exist along the coastline um it's it's so specific in how it wants to present itself to the world but but also very paradoxical as well the, the open and living museum right as well it's like this is just go. This is going to be a folly. Like this is going to be an object lesson. That's what this is going to be. It's going to be the opening of Deus Ex. <laughs> um, uh, specifically, the opening of Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, where it's just yeah, this gl- this glittering hotel in the desert. Um, Again, I would have gone with uh, the Spec Ops the Lion reference, but go off. I yeah, guess. I mean, th- their their ad for Neom should actually just be a recut of the Mitchell and Webb cricket sketch, where it's just like, do not call the city narrow. What the city is, is very, very short and very, very wide. <laughs> right, it's the widest <laughs> city in the world. Um, my favorite one, uh, Seamus, you actually pointed me to this, and I-, I thank you for pointing me to the uh, healthcare one, which is one of oh the boy. most deranged. <laughs> <laughs> one I- extremely I long hospital bed. I, I love <laughs> her energy whenever she talks in, a- in all of her videos. Like, it's just nothing behind those eyes when she's talking about stuff. Well, there are a few people, like, I would say a few people 
like the sort of various like westerners they've sort of brought in to like um be like the 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 coo of neom or like the head of innovation at neom yeah like me yeah like alice um but the ones that the aren't chief out, architect is a guy who just owns a ruler <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the most there's a lot of like dead behind the eyes like mckinsey veterans here who've definitely like i don't know like killed someone in a car veterans of the powerpoint wars yeah essentially <laughs> like people Class just, war veterans yeah. but from the other side yeah, exactly um, so, so this is so this. There are two videos about health. Um, this is this. The first one is not with the, with that lady in it. Uh, where one of the uh, basically this. Um, I think this doctor says. Um, is European of some kind. Uh, one of the ambitions of Neom is to have the healthiest <laughs> some kind of European. Some kind of European. What if a Swedish man lived in Saudi yeah. Arabia? Yeah, you know the rest. <laughs> uh, one of the most am- one of the ambitions of Neom is to have the healthiest people on the planet. Um, uh-huh. One of the things we notice is, yeah, again, that's going to ha- be absolutely be able to happen when you're like living the Wally life and it's too hot to go outside. Yeah, it's cool. Um, one of the things we notice that we've seen enormous developments in the healthcare space. Survival rates with cancer are better than ever before. The treatment of patients with cardiovascular diseases. But we also realize that life expectancy hasn't increased over the last six years. I don't understand why a new city is going to solve this problem. <laughs> Uh, don't worry about it. Well, people are gonna, the vibes are going to be so much like, better from living in a line that you'll not die. Yeah, like they were like, hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of health advances, but l- there's been a lot of advances in medical technology, but life expectancy isn't actually extending. Again, this couldn't possibly be down to like distributing those advances. No, I'm pretty sure we need to build a city in a big line to really get things moving forward again. Um, right. see, this is down to physical activity, drug abuse, etc. In our plan to build a healthy society, we're focusing on keeping people healthy rather than fixing them when they're sick. For instance, in designing the quote, and this I've never seen this written anywhere else, quote, city as a gym. Oh boy. <laughs> You're gonna get so around and wipe jacked. down the city after use. Yeah. If you live in if you live in Neom, you're gonna get so ripped from running 170 kilometers to work because the hyperloop is broken. Yeah. There are no there are no um there are no streets, but there are monkey bars. That's right. Monkey bar to the shop. Yeah, that's right. So a city as a gym. I don't understand what the fuck you mean. <laughs> It's a hundred You can just do I mean, some pull-ups. Anyway, what, what, I, what I'm guessing is that they're referring to the fact that it. I mean, at least the line later on was it's supposed to be entirely pedestrianized. Yeah. But walking is not a gym. That's not what that means. <laughs> there's just like bars. <laughs> and also, there are cars and subway system. They're turning so, like, up the gravity is- to like four times the Earth's gravity. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're gonna do that too. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna turn up the gravity in Neom so everyone's ripped but short. That's right, <laughs> a city of short kings. Um, so we're in designing the city as a gym to facilitate people to monitor their own health, to meet coaches and nu- health coaches and nutritionists, and to look at your genetic background. Again, none of this requires a new city. This is just like a really good proactive health service. That's all you're describing. You don't need to build a city in a line with like robots and, and magic shit to do that. You could just yeah, do that uh, in a normal circular what, city. What if, what if you did, though? <laughs> what if you did the line? It's like yeah. a guy who's eaten so much baklava that he's literally pissing syrup. And his doctor's like, yeah, you need to do something. And he's like, what if I built a city that was a line? <laughs> um, it's like all these things together will create a new ecosystem that will allow people to monitor their own health in a way that is never done before. Yes, because it's politically difficult to do. <laughs> awesome. You could do this in Riyadh. 
<laughs> What's the title of our new podcast? You could do this in Riyadh. <laughs> like, there's nothing about Jeddah that says you can't do this there. That's the slogan of Jeddah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, on, and so this is, uh, they said on research, we'll be focusing on uh, diabetes, unsurprisingly. <laughs> Uh, given the hmm. massive but, yeah, problems, all, in the all golf. of the regular yeah. normal diseases like diabetes, uh, gout, yeah. gold poisoning, <laughs> That's right. uh, blunt force trauma from wearing too many Dior belts. <laughs> They're focusing on real Khalij, uh, Khaliji diseases. Um, That's right. Uh, so this is what the, the this is the lady says. Um, what we're trying to build in Neom is a fully integrated, comprehensive system that will focus on proactive, personalized prevention, and that whole ecosystem will be very wow. different. From all the healthcare systems that we currently have in the world. Now, she actually does get asked how specifically this will be accomplished, and she has two answers. Um, answer- uh, were the answers Peter Piper provisionally <laughs> perfected a perfect uh, procedural? Um, oh, I've been activated. Fuck. Yeah, um, but, but yeah. She 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 said for some reason her eyes went entirely black, and then she said "bung a bob" for Big Ben to bong for Brexit. No, uh, so the first uh, way this will be accomplished is we will have the opportunity to create our own regulations. What? Uh, yeah. So uh, what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> it means uh, it means it, it, it means that when you get your like nutrient slurry in the morning, maybe there'll be an experimental drug in it, and uh, we're going to monitor everything about you anyway, so we'll know what it does. Cool. Wait, that's just an assumption. Right. Uh, I'm sure they won't, you know, create this, you know, libertarian. I'm sure it won't be evil. No, yeah. I'm sure it won't so, be. That we're going to have an opportunity to rid ourselves of burdensome regulations, basically. And then the second idea is that upon entering the city, even if you're a visitor, you'll be made a digital twin. So an AI that oh, is I like. I forgot about this. Functionally. I, I can't believe yeah. I forgot about the digital twin. That was my favorite <laughs> thing that I read about. <laughs> Your digital twin, who will certainly not replace you. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely not. So they're creating an AI Look, version the of the digital that movie, twin. Just has to climb into bed with you at night. So they're creating Look, an AI yeah, enabled version. Knives for hands, but don't worry of, about of that it. movie, The Island. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck. No, so basically, Man, that takes me back. So the the idea is, yeah, they have your digital twin, and then they can just like experiment using AI on this digital version of you so that every pill you take is personalized. Hmm. Every pill okay. you again, take. Even if you just visit <laughs> Neom, they will still make you this digital twin so then they basically have... <laughs> this is, like, the only place in the world where you could get a vaccine that would give you 5G autism. I went to Neom and all I got was this lousy digital twin. So, uh, but, like... They basically are just, they offer you a consciousness uploading service, more or uh-huh. less. Uh-huh. Oh, I love uh... to live in fucking San Junipero, but it's in Saudi Arabia. That's cool to me. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's uh, that's how they're going to do it I am wondering, I am, I am wondering, because uh, I don't know, I don't know if your listeners know this, but Neom has an airport right now, mm-hmm. and you can fly to it. I'm wondering. We will, we will be. If, yeah. if, if I go to Neom... What services will be there for me already? Is my question. Will I do they have the digital twin technology yet? Will I get it? I don't can think I anyone has twin? the digital. You can get like a printout of your digital twin, which is yeah, just can, like a, a, a fucking like, like an IOU a digital twin. Yeah, that's what yeah, I want to know. There, there's just a very slick looking sort of instant like photo mat, and they just give you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Seamus squared. 
Yeah. No. The celebrity endorsement they should be getting is Michael York. Really? Right. Oh. No, but, um, you don't have to die. You can live. <laughs> you get a digital twin. Getting, getting sucked, sucked, getting off, sucked by off by a twin is still very <laughs> much <laughs> illegal. Yeah, that's what they want these days. I'm so sorry I stepped on getting stucked off by a twin. That was a way better joke than that. <laughs> uh, Shavis, please. I, I I know this is related to Muggy York, but I'm thinking of like the worst cele- like like the <laughs> just scrambling to get celebrity endorsements, and the only person they can get is Danny Dyer. From the up. Listen, this city slags. It's a fucking. It's full of fucking slags. Yeah. You come here, it's a fucking line. Right, in one end to the other, 170 kilometers of pure fucking geezer. Ross Kemp Kemp presenting the world's narrowest cities. (laughs) Danny Dyer Dyer just very emphatically emphasizing that he comes from the east end of the line, which is just 50% of it. That's right, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, what a fucking stupid way to use infinite money. Good lord. <laughs> Jesus. That should give me it's infinite like, it's money. I'd it's use like it so, better. It's like someone like uploaded like an aimbot onto an RTS and then just gave it the infinite money cheat. That's basically <laughs> what's just, happened yeah, here. It's just landing headshots in a game that doesn't <laughs> provide for that. That's all. <laughs> That's exactly right. You're la- landing headshots, but instead you're just like building infinite overlords in StarCraft. <laughs> Um, anyway, so that's that's all I've got for Neon. Final thoughts on uh, the city of the future and when we're all moving there. Um, well, I mean, if they answer my emails, please get back to me. Uh, then very, very soon, hopefully. And my only other final thought is that my name field in the Zencaster for this was me activating the lathe, and it is simply entitled App Store in Kaba. <laughs> that's right. Shame. Uh, um, oh, wow. I mean, I did... I did put, I did posit a question to my last editor. Um, I asked him, can I be the first Neon Bureau chief? Yeah. <laughs> I said no. That's right. And that's why I'm currently a freelance journalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. If there are any publications that would like to put me in Neon, I will, I will do, I will do Get whatever. Get pictures I have of no Mohammed bin Spider-Man. Shavis, <laughs> uh, would you be interested in being the TF Neom correspondent? <laughs> oh, my. That's right. The things I could do in Neom. Yeah, um, a very just... long, thin office. <laughs> That's exactly right. You have to stand sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every day I get out of bed, get on a Segway, and like ride for 25 minutes to get to my desk. That's right. My desk, which is also a Segway. I'm supposed to complete mm. two laps of the city every day. <laughs> That's my work. That's day. what it means to have a gym, yeah. Also, the Segway has a little treadmill right. on it. I, I, mm. All of this is as realistic as everything that they've proposed. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why we love to see it. That's why it's so much fun. Um, the city of the future. Yeah, finally. I, I'm, I'm tired of struggling with round cities. Um, but so, um, <laughs> I would say, uh, Seamus, thank you very, very much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us about uh, this exciting new urban investment opportunity. Oh, uh, always, always glad to come on. Always glad to, um, to rep the Saudi royal family. It's my favorite thing that's to right. do. That's right. Um, and uh, <laughs> thank you to all of our listeners for being Patreon subscribers. Uh, we love and each and every one of you and would <sighs> give you a gentle kiss in the forehead if we were around. That's right. Why don't you arrange yourselves into a really long line? <laughs> I know a perfect scene for you to, for you to get, get the template. Yeah. If you put every Trash Future subscriber back to back. God, I, w- I mean, it's, it's the new towns. Why did we have Milton Keynes in a grid? Why couldn't we have gotten 
MBS to come and do a new town, like a garden city in England. It's a really long, thin Tommy Robinson. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Roblox Tommy Robinson. That's right. Um, oh, so uh, thank you very much for subscribing. And uh, we love you all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and please listen to my new podcast, uh, Masters of Our Domain, which is wherever wherever you get a podcast. It's there. That's yeah. right. And uh, Oh, am I, oh, am plug, I allowed to plug, plug, plug away? Um, oh, well, if you wanted to read the story that I wrote about this, this project... Um, you can go to my Substack where you can subscribe for uh, five bucks a month. You can get all this articles about Global South, Middle East, all that stuff. Um, I'm not going to spell my name um, in this plug because last time I did that, uh, Will cut me off. That's right. So you can find it in the episode description, uh, the full <laughs> name, but it's just my, my last name. Substack. So what we'll do is we will link we'll link that in in the episode description, and also we're gonna we'll link directly to this article in particular. Uh, so you can really explore, but yes, uh, yes. I st- I do strongly recommend um, the it, this gets the not just the plug this gets the full seal of approval mm. uh, is is Seamus's Substack. So do yeah. run, do not walk to your computer. It's just one article mm-hmm. after another, <laughs> right. arranged in a sort of line. Uh, <laughs> R- run 170 kilometers in in a cardinal direction <laughs> until right. you find Seamus's Substack, and then do subscribe to that. That's right. So I think that's uh, that's all the uh, the end matter today. So I think mm. we will see you on the free episode next week. That's right, baby. Bye. Bye.